Hello and welcome back to Freedom Machines with Freddy Dobbs. This week's episode is brought to you by Sizap, which is my motorcycle tracker and rider's mate of choice for the Bonneville. They also do trackers for cars, all-terrain vehicles, quads, boats, everything else. And I have until the end of January 2022, a 15% discount for you all to enjoy. That is Freddy, F-R-E-D-D-I-E 15, Freddy 15 to get 15% off. You can find the link to the website in the written description of this episode. And they, you can do everything. You can check exactly where your bike is. You can see when you next need to give it some bike maintenance oil the chain many many other things save your roots lots of other stuff it's brilliant very easy to use takes 30 seconds to install on your bike and i highly highly recommend it so that is sysapp.com right now then this week's episode is all about money making now i'm not going to talk to you about any kind of investments because my knowledge is awful and i always lose money and i also personally also lose money on every vehicle that I've ever bought in my life because I don't take proper care of them. So I'm not looking to preach here, but what I am looking to do is give some interesting insight from other bikers who may have more success and more, what's the word? I don't know, more, is it willpower, is that the right word? Because what happens with me when I sell a vehicle is that I'm so desperate to sell it because I want my new vehicle, I sell it at rock bottom prices and usually reduce the price by about 200 pounds a day until someone buys it. And I'm the most desperate seller and it's pathetic. And Monica always gets furious with me because I lose thousands. So don't listen to me on what I would do, but there'll be some much more intelligent bikers that I'm going to share their views and insights with today because I've got a couple of interesting ones and they're bikes that maybe I, you know, maybe I wouldn't, personally buy myself but actually looking at them they're quite interesting financial propositions so welcome to the money making episode and we start with oh, should we start there yeah okay i tell you what i'll do i'll get to this in one minute i've just remembered i just wanted to tell you i just had a royal enfield meteor on test for 24 hours i literally gave it back about three hours ago it was from a place about an hour and a quarter away, so I had to ride the Bonneville over, leave it overnight, and just replace it with the Meteor. Then I had the Meteor to have some fun with all around the south coast of the island here in Tenerife. Brilliant bike. Blew my mind. It blew my mind. How can you make a bike that good for £3,850? I honestly don't get it. It's the first bike that's blown my mind like that. I really... I don't see how it's possible to make such a competent bike. New video coming out soon. Well, in fact, in about two days for after the launch of this podcast. So check that out because, yeah, it's a bike that probably surprised me more than any other bike before. Right. Okay. You can see all of that on YouTube. Let's get down to business. Right. From JB in Scotland. Right. So, uh, and sorry if I'm just glossing over a few things. I just want to make sure I keep it as relevant as possible. Uh, right, JB just talks about the, the Triumph Rocket and how it is handy actually to have rider modes. I often say, what's the point in rider modes? But JB says, look, when you've got a bike as powerful as the Rocket, you do need those riding modes. Right, okay. Here we go. From JB in Scotland. 
Regarding Blackbirds in your recent podcast episode, look at the Honda CBX11 for some more classics and less plastic. So the Honda CBX11, basically what this is, oh, this is a bike that a lot of people won't have heard about unless you're probably on the more hardcore end of bikers and you really know your stuff. The Honda CB1100 X11. Okay, that doesn't roll off the tongue. That, that is not the world's finest name. This, this is a naked blackbird. I was just talking about the blackbirds last week. Imagine a Honda blackbird from I think the late 90s, very early 2000s. It's a proper sports tour, loads of plastic covering everything. But this, this is that, but with almost no plastic at all, a single front headlamp built between 1999 and 2002. So what we have here, is a bike that only had a production run of three years and they stopped making it 20 years ago. I think this means we could be onto a future classic here because what do you need to be a classic? Well, absolute minimum, you need 20 years old. And now even the youngest one of these is 20 years old. And what else do you need? You need some form of exclusivity. You need, you need it to be sold in low numbers. Well, this clearly wasn't a good seller because it was only available for three years. So what we have here is the opposite of a sales success, but with all the reliability of Honda. So I'm on Motorcycle News here. Motorcycle News rating, they gave it four out of five, the Honda X11. This is, oh my, this is Honda. If ever you need to know about Honda in a nutshell here, this is it. MCN rating, four out of five. I mean, this, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Owner's rating, the average owner's rating of the Honda X11 on MCN, 4.9 out of nine, oh, out of nine, out of five, 4.9 out of five. That's superb, absolutely superb. Right, okay. Bearing in mind, the newest ones of these are 20 years old. Power, 134 horsepower. Now, I've, I've had a one-litre bike with 130 horsepower, the Triumph Speed Triple. They are scary. That, that you will never need anymore. I say you don't need any more than 80 horsepower, really. 130 horsepower, nothing, unless you're Valentino Rossi. Absolutely nothing will leave you on any road anywhere in the world. Uh, what have we got here? Okay. Weight, 222 kilos. Yep, it's it's a big beast. It is a big beast. MCN overall rating, four out of five. Ride quality and brakes, they actually said it was atrocious. They gave two out of five. Um, it, they said it's not a superb handling motorcycle, but the engine, five out of five. Reliability and build quality, five out of five. Listen to this, I'm quoting here. Reliability and build quality, five out of five. Problems are exceedingly rare. I mean, I'm I'm such a huge Honda fan. I used to have a Honda Accord. I know it's a car, but it doesn't matter. Honda build quality. I remember reading the reviews of the Honda Accord. I bought it for 500 pounds. And on the, the reviews, they said, what can go wrong? And basically it said um, almost nothing, nothing. Try and find another car company where they basically say these don't go wrong. Oh, they're amazing. I, it makes me want one because they're, they're just so well built. It really does. A good friend of mine. He used to have a Honda, I always get this wrong, Honda CB600R, something like that, from about the year 1999. All of our bikes, the other riders in the group, they were all a good 10, 
10, 15 years or so newer than that. But this bike, this Honda, was the cheapest to buy. It was the most reliable, it was usually the most economical, and it was actually also the fastest out of all of them. The best way that you can ever tell absolute quality of a vehicle isn't, oh, I'll buy it from the showroom and drive it for a year or two and let's see if it breaks down. No, you find out the real quality after 20 years or so. How is it? Is it still reliable after 20 years? And that's where Honda comes in. Honda don't just build a car or a bike or any vehicle that's good for the warranty period and then falls apart. They build it to last for life. They build vehicles that last a lifetime. So Honda X11. I go onto Auto Trader, and there isn't one. There is not one. Oh my God, there isn't one Honda CX CB eleven hundred X eleven or X eleven, whichever way you want to call it. There isn't one available. So, wow, wow. Okay, so I'm going now to eBay. Hmm. God, this is rare. This is very rare. So, Honda X11 onto eBay. And we have seven. Okay, we're dealing with a rare bike here. Warm up your credit cards or get those loan applications in now because we're onto something a little bit special here. I honestly believe that. In the UK, Honda X11 you're looking at prices ranging from £2,750 for the cheapest I can see. God, there are so few of them. Oh, uh, to £4,500. Okay, it's actually a very tight price band here. It's just a price band with a differentiation of about £1,750. None of them are exploding just yet. You're looking at, let's have a look at, for example, the cheapest. £2,750, and this is, and I'm quoting here, very tidy with full luggage, £30,000. Do you know what, they're, they're smart looking bikes. They look extremely well built. The instrument binnacle looks like it's of high quality. These look like very solid bikes, actually. I'm I'm a fan, then, then they won't win any beauty awards. They just won't. But I think this is going to be a classic, I really do. It, there's a very clean one in black with 39,000 miles. And again, this is nothing mileage for Hondas, absolutely nothing. They'll do well over 100 without even breaking a sweat. And the good thing about these, most of them look in incredibly original condition. They're not the kind of bikes that you go out and start modifying. Uh, yeah, hmm. Tell you what, pretty much every single one of them is absolutely standard. These are not, you know, these are not your your cheap bikes that you go out, you you modify. Like I've, yeah, I've ruined some bikes in the past with my homemade modification skills. And these are, this is not the bike that's that's a, a victim of people like me destroying them. These are all standard, good, straight bikes. You know, fantastic condition, very good condition. I can't see any rust on any of them. This one here, I'm quoting Honda CB. The interesting thing is here, it's the Honda CB 1100 space 
X11 if you're looking for it. And this one here, fantastic condition, well looked after, red, manual petrol. This absolute gem of a bike has been taken in as part exchange. And what a bike it is really does have to be seen to be appreciated how clean and looked after this bike is. If you look at, well, what was that six cylinder Honda? Honda CB1100 maybe from the 80s. They're exploding in value. They've gone through the roof. I think they're like 18,000 pounds. You know, the big one with the, the six exhaust pipes coming out because it's a six cylinder. They're through the roof. They're, they're up pushing 20K now. Could this be the next one of those? Is it worth a punt? Is it worth a punt on this Honda CB1100? It doesn't matter that it wasn't a sales success when it came out. In fact, that's almost even better. If I had a lockup, I would be buying one of these and putting it in the lockup. I really mean that. I think this is an absolute bang on future classic. Right, JB from Scotland, I'm moving on to your second recommendation. Kawasaki, uh, he said also, have a look at the Kawasaki ZXR 1200. Kawasaki ZXR1200. Oh, wait, I should say, actually, JB did say to me, Freddie, look at the Honda CBX11. And I'm just guessing, actually, that he meant the uh, Honda X11. I'm sure he did. Right, okay, next one. Kawasaki ZXR1200. Right, let's have a look at this because that is a superb first tip-off. Next up. Let's go on to AutoTrader first. That's always my first point to go to because it gives me just a very easy place to look. Right, ZXR1200. ZX. ZX1200. Ah. Okay, here we go. Okay, right. Let me just make sure I've got the right one here. Kawasaki ZXR 1200. Hmm, yeah, okay, right, interesting. Kawasaki ZXR 1200 on AutoTrader right now, there are 10 available. They range in price from 2,700 pounds to 4,900 pounds. It is, the classic, imagine the classic Kawasaki's from the 80s, except this one, or the ones I'm looking at right now, they don't have the circular headlamp, they've just got a plastic fairing only on the front, nowhere else, so just a, a plastic fairing on the front, very smart looking bike, huge 1200cc engine with 121 horsepower. Right, okay, and let me just see if there's anything interesting about this bike that could potentially make it a classic ZXR1200, Z, sorry, ZRX1200, ZRX, yes, ZRX1200, I got the letters wrong around, ZRX1200, okay, they came out, let's have a look at, Again, you know what? This is a tempting one. It's that it's that big classic Kawasaki. It's got looks-wise at least everything that you'd expect from these classic timeless Kawasaki's that are very very desirable bikes. The older they get, it's two hundred twenty-three kilos. It was good for one hundred and forty-seven miles an hour. It was sold in the USA until two thousand and five, and it was manufactured in Japan from two thousand and one to two thousand and seven. So here we go. 
you know it's got a production run of six years this bike big engine bikes always always do very well as the years go by and I would say that this one probably in fact I'm 100% I'm certain I think JB's probably got it spot on again this one will be a classic in the future if you're looking at one without that front little what do you call it little bikini fairing okay so I said initially there's a, a plastic fairing only on the front around the headlamp so you don't get on the cheaper models of about £2,700, you don't get that classic circular front headlamp. If you get one for £2,700, which is the cheapest one, you will get that plastic front fairing with the slightly slightly forgettable front headlamp. You know, it, it, it's, it's a little bit forgettable, but raise the budget and you get one of the absolute bang on classics. And the bang on classics the ones with the circular front headlamp and this is quite eye-opening because the cheapest one with the plastic front fairing is £2,700 the cheapest one with the circular front headlamp and no plastic front fairing is £7,000 so to get the really desirable one with the circular headlamp get rid of that, that semi-fared model you're looking at a premium of, of about £4,000 for the same bike, the same engine, but just with that, in fact, I say circular front headlamp, it's got a, a kind of very, very small, discreet bikini uh, fairing with a, a square headlamp, but it does look like a much, much nicer bike, this one. You pay a gigantic premium for it, really huge. I mean, for example, I'm looking at a 2003 one here great bikini fairing that square headlamp that's so so just timelessly kawasaki this is kawasaki at its best for me um but you're gonna be paying seven and a half thousand pounds for this seven and a half thousand pounds i'll just quickly check if this bike is rated highly on mcn i've got no doubt that it will be just to make sure we're onto a good thing here okay yeah MCN gave it oh in fact the owners gave it 4.4 out of 5 uh, used prices they're quoting 3 to 9k which is pretty much bang on service costs annually about 220 pounds 123 horsepower 223 kilos it's it's incredibly similar to the Honda I've just been discussing actually pretty much the same engine size uh, very nearly the same horsepower almost the exact same weight these are two absolute bang on competitors for, from the early 2000s and yeah if, if I had money both of those would be going into the garage as uh, future classics they could they both be 15 to 20k bikes within the next eight to ten years I, I think there's a very very strong chance they could be Right, uh, and do you know what I'm going to do, actually? I am going to do one more from JB. And this, uh, JB didn't recommend this, but he did, did mention the rocket. Let's just get the rocket in there quickly. Because the Triumph rocket, in its original guise as a 2.3 litre engine, it, um, this will be a future classic. There is no doubt about it. The first generation rocket, because of what it was, because of, of what it represented, it was, it was, I mean, it still is unlike anything else, but this pushed the boundaries so, so far, being the biggest 
production engine ever on a, a mass-produced bike and it's so distinctive looking let's let's see let's see where prices start for one of these oh they're strong let me just check I found the absolute cheapest one there were 39 available in the UK right now the cheapest rocket right now that's on auto trader is from 2008 it's got 23,000 miles and it's 6,900 pounds that won't be dropping a penny from there absolutely sure of that yeah I mean I wow this is interesting I remember looking at these bikes probably four years ago and they were 5k you could get one for 5k and bear in mind we're in winter now the cheapest time to buy a rocket and i remember looking at the the higher mileage ones at five and a half k four years on the cheapest is seven and a half thousand pounds for one of these rockets so take a look at the rockets because actually prices aren't just holding firm prices are going up uh, very solidly there right i'm moving on to the usa Ah, this is a shame when motorcycle brands do this. Hi Freddie, my Triumph dealer in New Hampshire, USA refused to allow me to test drive my Tiger 900 GT prior to purchase, stating, we don't offer test drives. Given it was a cash, uh, cash $16,700 purchase, I mistakenly thought I might have a chance. Once they got the check, I was then a nobody. Harley Davidson, on the other hand, allows test drives. You have to set it up in advance. Uh, but the Triumph service, in my experience, my new 2021 Tiger first scheduled checkup resulted in a clicking engine noise at 25 miles from the dealer during the ride home. I was not impressed. It sounds a bit like a goozy. Uh, sounds a bit like a goodsy. Um, owner feedback. My Sportster 1200, however, was an absolute delight from day one. The Boston area dealer was head and shoulders superior to my current Triumph dealer. It's disappointing. It makes me ponder pursuing the Harley Davidson Pan America, perhaps trading in my 2021 Tiger. The two Triumph dealers I've dealt with to date just do not care, at least in my case. There also aren't a lot of Triumph dealers in New England. Um, and I move on. Um, yeah keep it up triumph here comes royal enfield coming up fast ready to take your customers hmm it's such a shame when motorcycle manufacturers don't look after your customers moto Guzzi, it looks like they don't look after their customers well ducati have been scoring very badly in the in the customer satisfaction surveys that i do um, I know that in in the UK, generally speaking, Triumph tend to be pretty good from what I've seen. They do tend to be good, but but that in the US is a big shame, a huge shame that Triumph clearly aren't looking after the customers. And the fact that, you know, the fact that, that um, this listener hasn't been taken care of in two different Triumph dealers in the UK, it's just a shame. I've heard a couple of things like this about Triumph in the US, so thank you for sending this over. Triumph in the US, I haven't heard universally good feedback from the dealer network. However, one company I hear almost always universally good feedback. They're not the cheapest with regards to motorbikes and servicing, but that's BMW. BMW seems to be, as far as I can see, universally universally good at the way they look after their customers. Right, okay, well, thank you so much for that. That was, that was eye-opening, and I have heard it before. 
I'm moving on to the final, the final bit of, I was about to say financial advice, that's completely ridiculous. The final possible future classic, and this, you know, we, we may even be pushing it to getting a bit too late for this. Um, someone sent me in a message, uh, and thank you so much for this. Uh, hi, I think you should cover the BMW 1100S and the BMW R1150GS from the long way around in your podcast. These bikes represent really good value and I think they're future classics. You can pick them up for 2K plus pounds sterling. Right, let's have a look at the long way round uh, BMW, because I've checked it. There isn't one BMW R1150GS, the long way around motorbike. There isn't one of these. I did my research before on Auto Trader right now I was amazed. I thought these were everywhere. And I'm now on to eBay. There are only nine available. But listen to this. This is the most interesting thing. This will be a bang on future classic. It's not quite old enough to be there yet because I'm looking, for example, I think they came out in 2003. The Long Way Round came out in 2004. So just a year after this bike came out. So it's not quite there. It's probably just too maybe two to six years or so away from starting to really appreciate in value, maybe even as, sh as short as two years away, it needs to at least hit that 20 year mark. But this, coming out in 2003, you know, we are, yeah, we're still a couple of years away from it really starting to be an appreciating, really understood classic. I mean, it's understood, but it's just too new. Okay, I'll stop waffling on. It's just too new to start seeing values really going high. But, but, there are only nine available on eBay. These are getting extremely scarce now. The cheapest one, in fact, I've just seen the cheapest one. I was about to tell you it's £1,495, but that is suitable as spares or repair. So forget about it. The cheapest one, is £1,990 and that's for 63,000 miles on the clock. But if you want one with 30,000 miles, you're looking at 5K now. And if you want a really smart one, I'm quoting here, pristine example, 10,000 miles on the clock, you need £7,000 for that. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at the cheapest one. Ooh. God, it really is very cheap. It's almost worryingly cheap, this. What do you do? Do you go for a £2,000 one with 60,000 miles on the clock, or do you go for a £3,000 one, £1,000 more, with 13,000 miles more on the clock? I'm going to take a risk. I'm going for the cheaper one. Right, let's have a look at what this is about. It's... Okay, this one, they say it's good condition. It's got ABS. It's from the year... Oh, well, they say from the year 2000, so it must have come out a bit earlier than I thought. Right, year 2000, ignore me when I said it started in 2003. Right, they've said that we sold this bike previously and have since taken it back in part exchange. Uh, this person specializes in BMW motorbike sales. Yeah, I mean, these are going to be seriously tough. It's, it's a cool looking bike. It's very much of its time, and I mean that in the best possible way. These bikes are only going one way value wise. I mean, it's we're going to be looking back at these BMW 1150 GSs um, 
and talking about the long way round and how it transformed the biking industry uh, and it really got everyone interested in adventure bikes. This is the bike really that got people interested in adventure bikes and I'm just correcting myself here. They made the BMW R1150GS from 1999 until 2004. So just, I was completely wrong before. They didn't start them in 2003. So they made them only for five years, the 1150GS. And uh, this will be going up very, very quickly, this bike. I've got no doubt about it at all. Okay, that's a really good one. If you can get one now, bearing in mind it's winter, I think if we're talking again next winter, you know, prices could be, you could be looking at, you know 2k more for these bikes every single year they're going to be more and more now that is a keeper of a bike if you can get your hands on one very very special bike with all of the history around the long way around and what that motorbike represents okay right final one i don't know this one okay bmw r1100s right and this is a bike i i don't know BMW R1100S, and I'll wrap it up with this one. Uh, let's see if I can find it on Auto Trader first. R1100. Doesn't say S, but let's try that. R1100. Oh, the big one. Oh, okay. This is a kind of. Oh, I see. Okay, this is um obviously 1100cc BMW. They've done it in a kind of semi-fared touring version, uh, different amounts of fairings, some with just a small front one, some with huge front fairings, and they also have done some with no fairing at all, so a naked one, and it's the naked one, and I can only see one of them actually, it's the naked one that's very interesting, BMW R1100 from 1995, there's only one that I can see here, no fairings at all, circular front headlamp, £2,995 for a 1995 model so that is 27 years old and it's £2,995 it's so oh it's so 1990s just with that uh, that instrument binnacle it's even got buttons it's actually got buttons for the hazard lights and other things oh this will be a classic this is an this is a bike that will be just we, we will just kind of brush over this bike and never consider it because you've got all the classics the R, I think it's the R100 the R80 from this I don't know 70s and 80s then you kind of forget about everything up until now this one shouldn't be forgotten go and have a look at this because I'm sure it will be a classic in the making and it's that right price point uh, that right age point as well now we're into the early the early to mid 90s it's not a million miles off 30 years old now and it still looks pristine. That would be a great bike. BMW R1100. Right. Financial tips over for this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you've got any good tips, bikes that I should consider or just anything biking related, let me know. Send me an email dob.bs at outlook.com. That's dob.bs at outlook.com. I really mean it. Every single bike here that I've discussed I think they will all be appreciating classics. And I honestly, I really mean it. I would put my money where my mouth is if I had the money and if I had the storage. So if, if you've got a few grand lying around and, and you're wondering what to do for a fun investment and you've got a nice size garage, I, 
I think you're, you'll be on to genuinely, I mean it hand on heart, I really think you'll be on to a winner with an appreciating classic with any of these motorbikes mentioned today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you to Sizap for sponsoring this week's episode. Go check them out if you're looking for a tracker and rider's mate. Have a brilliant week all and I'll speak to you in the next one.